Hello, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We are featuring two of my favorite ladies. We got Michelle from Social Vive and Alyssa from 13th Avenue Media. We're going to have a little follow-up discussion about um, an event I hosted last week at The Ring Workspaces in downtown Clearwater, a well-certified building, I might add. And it's a, a great space that promotes health and wellness, and that includes mental health. So we had a wonderful event um, about a very difficult topic, which was you know depression and anxiety and suicide and alcoholism and addiction and recovery. And I got to tell um, my story about my struggles as a young adult. And um, yeah, so we had a little follow-up chat about it in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month. We are certainly taking advantage of what this month has to offer and hope to continue the conversation every month. There is one little glitch in our podcast, so forgive us, but don't you worry. I put a fun little interlude of my favorite, I got my life back, which is actually what I got. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us today on the podcast. Very excited to bring two beautiful women, um, Alyssa Palenzuela. Hello. Of 13th Avenue Media. Welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All the way from the office down the hall. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> and um, Michelle from Social Vive. Ay, ay, ay. Perfect. Uh, so we wanted to do a wrap-up session of the event that I spoke about mental health um, in the ring, which was a lot of fun. We are in the ring right now, but we're not in the official ring. We're in the senses room. Mm -hmm. So right now we're smelling lovely lavender. I want to see you. Right? And we have um, blue soothing lighting. Yes, indeed. So we'll take it down a notch. Very relaxed. <laughs> Is everybody relaxed? <laughs> right? So we, we were talking about a pretty hard topic. Um, one of the... Uh, funny feedback that I got was, um, did you plan that? Did you plan that talk out? I was like, holy crap, I couldn't plan that if I wanted to, mm-hmm. because that's my story, right? So I told my story that I've been telling for 25 years, so that to me is like riding a bicycle, which to me is actually something I actually do all the time. So I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. So it, it never phases me that I'm saying something incredibly humiliating or personal, <laughs> So that's why I'm, I'm pretty um, purposeful when I ask somebody if they would be willing to share, even being in the room, because, you know, like it's mental health, we were talking about depression, we were talking about suicidal thoughts, we were talking about alcoholism, um, drug addiction, and all those fun things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? To brighten up your Thursday, <laughs> if you are listening on a Thursday when this comes out, because as you know, we do it every Thursday, and sometimes we skip it. Um, sorry, I know, just like two no weeks way. went by. Didn't mean it. Mm-hmm. But I'm back. We're back. We're back. We're back. So, Michelle, I'm going to start with you. Yes. What was your... Um, could, did you know my story before you heard it that night? No. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> I'm always surprised. No, I, I just assume that people know. Yeah, well, I, I didn't know. I, I knew that... You saw a video, though? You saw me on social talking about it? No? 
You don't read anything I post. Great. No, uh, moving no, on. Yeah. Alyssa. I, I I'm do, kidding. But, I'm but kidding. With the video that I saw, you were not you were not talking in depth about it. I mean, oh. I knew the situation. Mm-hmm. I knew that you went through, you know, addiction mm-hmm. and adult issues and all of this. But I didn't know the specifics of it. I gotcha. So, so what would you? What was the most shocking then? If you could pinpoint something. Well, the most shocking was everything that you know how. You grew up way too fast. I mean, at 13, you were mentioning how you were already, you know, smoking, going hard. Yeah. I mean, by 21, like you mentioned, right. that's when everybody's excited. 21, let's go for a drink legally. Right. And that's when you I was exhausted. Because you already uh-huh. did it all. Right. So I think that was the part that it was the most shocking to me. Yeah. Um, Especially when you have kids, you think about that. Well, but but you know what? And this is what I wanted to say. I, I appreciate and I have friends that I have, have gone through. So I can relate to what you mm-hmm. were saying because I have friends that have gone through similar mm-hmm. situations when they were younger. Right. And especially when you have kids, you want to you wanna know how to handle this. If, mm-hmm. if that situation comes across with your own kids, how do you handle it? Mm-hmm. Because... Especially with me and our culture, you know. Which is what? Strict, what if anybody rica. can't tell. Boricua, <laughs> morena. Um, so, you know, we, we, we have, like, we're very, you know, like, strict in certain yeah. things and all of that. And you want to make sure that you're not punishing them if mm. they're not doing something. Like, for example, it came to mind when you mentioned, oh, I like to sit in my room and close, be in the dark. Yeah. And be left alone, be in the dark. Well, when I was going through my depression, correct, right? I can't do that now, otherwise, right? I wouldn't, but it was a reason why you were doing it, it was because you were depressed, right? Well, that made me realize that okay, if I see my kid doing that, that should be a sign that something is going on, Mm -hmm. and try to talk and relate, and like you said, Mm -hmm. give them love instead of why are you doing this? Open your blinds, you know, right? Right, right, you see what I'm saying? So, to me, it was. It was amazing to hear your story because it was very inspirational. Oh, thanks. It was very inspirational. And I mean, we all go through struggles mm-hmm. in life. We all do. and Some a little harder than others. Some more than others. But then I just want to make sure, how do I identify and how do I handle it? How can I help someone? Right. What if do you I don't say? understand it. Mm-hmm. Right. So to hear someone like you... Mm-hmm. Be so blunt about it and, and tell it how it is and say, this is what I went through. This is what you should do. Mm-hmm. This is what worked for me. Another thing that I really appreciate. Well, that is the difference. It is a, I, I can't tell anybody what they should do. Correct. I can only share my, my experience and what helped me. Right. Because there is, there's different um, options for everybody. Absolutely. Right. And like you said, but I identify with what you mentioned because when you said, you know, I'm not here to... I cannot recommend you a therapist. Mm-hmm. I mean, for some people that works, for you didn't work mm-hmm. until you found out that actually the one that you liked, there was a reason for it. He yeah. did went through it yes. in the past. And I feel like if that would have been me, mm-hmm. I would want someone to help me that have gone through it. Yeah, there's something yeah. about relatability. You know I mean? but oh, in, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and just so you know, in the, when I went to my first rehab, my first, uh, when I was 18, that was the first question I would ask the counselor that I was speaking to. Do you, have you been through this? Have you suffered from alcoholism? And, and they, all of them would tell me, I'm, I'm not allowed to disclose that. So I don't know if that's an official thing or not, right? Like that somebody's not supposed to disclose that to somebody else. And my therapist, he was an EAP. I've got my life back. So we um, absolutely should it would be great if everybody had their experience that's why i say sometimes it's not even a therapist that can help you that's why 
for me, it was continuing to go to a 12-step recovery program for 25 years. I haven't, I haven't even gone back to therapy mm-hmm. because I found a design for living that works for me, that, right. that teaches me how to be accountable and teaches me what to do when I'm feeling a certain way. So sometimes there's, there's more options than the ones that I think even parents offer to us mm-hmm. because maybe they don't know. And they might be going to a professional, like a physician, and the physician might not know because the physician doesn't specialize in that. And again, the physicians provide you with medicine, which I'm so against. Like, you just, there's the pills. And hey, it might work for some people, I'm not saying, but for my personal opinion, I can relate a lot with the way that you mm-hmm. discuss and share how it worked for you mm-hmm. because I just don't agree with everything is solved with just a pill. Mm-hmm. It, right, you know, it, and I don't want that. So that there's a there's now this stigma with physicians. That's a, that's all they do. So mm-hmm. stigma with everything, right? The stigma with alcoholism, depression, mental health, suicidal thoughts, anxiety, everything. But now doctors are getting you know that these guys are just like they're script happy, mm-hmm. you know. Now I'm not saying that they're not. I'm saying that there's a, a really vast majority that aren't right. actually. Mm-hmm. But the ones that <laughs> that are, they really are. I mean because they are taught that that's what works, right? So um, just being mindful of that, that if you see that with a physician, if you see that it's too quick to write a prescription without being given all the alternatives or choices, that's what I like. I like for there to be options. I like for there to be, you know, have you tried this? Have you tried that? And um, yeah, so anyway, thank you for sharing that. I Absolutely. Wanna... No, and thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for doing that because I, I loved it. And I, and I was so sad because I'm like, here I'm crying. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, we need Kleenex. And at the end, someone said, they're right behind you. <laughs> Listen, there were certain t- supplies that we knew we needed and one was and a I missed it. box of tissues. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. You're, I'm telling you, you're a, you're a heck of a woman. Oh, you inspire me because that is, that is very challenging. And you, the way you handle yourself especially after all of that and how the kind of woman that you are now. I mean, come on. Please. You, Stop it. I just gave her money. Okay. Alyssa. <laughs> she did. <and> I did. <laughs> yes. So, Alyssa, what, what were your thoughts about the event? Uh, just that, I mean, I think we've had this conversation many times in the past, but for the audience, for purposes of the audience, that we have so many similarities mm-hmm. between like you and I. And I think that's the first thing that I was talking to Maria Campos after the event. Mm. She was, you know, asking me a bunch of questions, like what I thought. And I was like, you know, Sharon and I have very interestingly similar stories mm-hmm. in that like I also was very depressed for a long time mm-hmm. and my family handled it the same way that she did. Mm-hmm. Her family did yeah. with her. Right. Meaning right. that which was like just being there, you know, and that's mm-hmm. like what I if I could tell any parent of mm-hmm. any kid what how to best handle if your child is going through depression like that, all the best thing you can do is just be there mm-hmm. and be supportive no matter what. Like mm-hmm. my parents were there for me when I couldn't get out of bed for mm-hmm. days, weeks, not even months mm-hmm. at a time. Um, I didn't work for about a year mm-hmm. and I was very blessed. I was able to live at home with my family who didn't kick me out mm-hmm. and who didn't, you know, pressure me to get a job right. and who didn't pressure me to do anything that I couldn't do, right. which was a lot. I really could not do anything yeah. at the time. It's at the lowest point, you know, mm-hmm. my lowest point, I really wasn't capable of doing anything. Right. And I, the whole time I kept thinking like, absolutely. I'm really glad that yeah. I had a family like your family, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, who was there for me at, at that period of time. And, because during the event, someone asked, like, well, what do you do for, you know... Yeah, that was the best. I thought that was great. Like, yeah. when she asked, what do you say if your child tell, yeah. tells you that they're depressed? And my answer was that. Just love them. Mm-hmm. Tell them just that you love there. them. Like, 
Because yeah. that is, you know, and I, I did mention that the hardest parts for me were to hear um, from my parents because they didn't know any better mm-hmm. at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, go out and exercise. You know, if you, got, if you got a job, maybe you would feel better. If you tried this, you would feel better. If you opened the blinds, you might feel better. Right. All of that <laughs> um, made me feel worse mm-hmm. because it, there was no solution other than me getting the help that I needed, me yes. going on Prozac for six months um, while I was going to the 12-step recovery program and then also having that commonality with people and, and, and knowing that I could go home and then go back to bed if yes. I wanted to, right? I mean, I, I knew that I never had to do anything. That yes. was the best part. That, is that was the best. If I wanted to sleep all day, which yeah. I could and I did often. Yeah, right. When I, and I bet that you guys felt safe in a way because yes. you know that you can count on your parents and your yes. parents have your back. No matter oh, yeah. what. Even if you're in that time of, you know, whatever mom, whatever dad, you knew that you can count on them. And that's that was an eye-opener for me to know, like, a friend, my own kids, yes. myself. Whoever, right? Going through. You just it, tell me what you need, it, right? You know, the best way possible. I know you can mold it on your situation, yeah. right? And the option that works for you, but it's good to know that it's okay to just let them be. You yes, know? that's what I needed. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Just like, thank you for being there, but now can you leave? <laughs> <laughs> but you really can't do that with me, and not everybody has that luxury, right? So I'm oh, very no, sensitive to that. Like we definitely share that commonality of feeling blessed because. We realize that a lot of parents would just, they think that if they just got a job or if they just went out or if they just tried, they don't realize that depression is really, it is debilitating is the only word that's coming to mind because that's how it feels. It's like, well, I wish I could, but like I can't. I'm going to go, but I'm going to look like a zombie. So you're cool with that? Like once we're in the car together and somebody's talking to me and I can't answer them. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be miserable and you're going to look miserable. And that can't change because when you're depressed, you like nothing more than to be able to change how your face looks. But it kind of goes back to like, yeah, like me being able to just wear the same outfit for two days was, you know, very Mm -hmm. nice. And eating at random times and my sleep habits being totally random. So that is definitely Mm -hmm. allowing somebody to just be. You could, you could think of it in the way that when somebody passes away in your life, right? And this is very common. This is what happens. You're there for them. There's the wake. There's the funeral. They're still there. The family's still in town. A week goes by. Two weeks go by. Three weeks go by. Everybody's gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people stop talking and about it. And people stop talking about it. And nobody asks you. How you're doing. They want to avoid it because they're so uncomfortable with themselves about asking about it. But talking about it is okay. It's yeah. just not expecting much. Just like, I'm here for you. I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But knowing I'm here for you. Right. Whatever it is. Right. Yeah. And, um, and I think, too, that we need to, to check on our strong people. You know, I just did that yeah. yesterday because a friend of mine um, had lost her dad a year ago. And, and I've been guilty of this myself. Like, I'm thinking of two of my girlfriends that lost their dad not too long, like five years ago. But it's like you don't ask anymore. Mm-hmm. But does, does it mean it goes away, you know? It doesn't. Oh, yeah. It doesn't. yeah. In my, I get sad all the time about yeah. it because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I miss his phone calls. Of we course. were really close. Yeah. yeah. And that can really take a toll on your mental health. So, mm-hmm. you know, just telling people that you're there, people don't know what to say. Yeah. That's what, you know, we find. So I think 
that can be a, a wonderful transition to how somebody acts today in their daily life when you've gone through such adversity because you're like, oh, well, let me ask them how they're doing. Mm -hmm. I don't expect anything from you. If you don't want to come, cool. Right. If you don't want to go out, cool. <laughs> I will have, you know, invitations that go out to friends today that say, yeah. now I'm thinking about you coming over and us like hanging out tonight, but I might cancel. Are you going to be okay with that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's my comfort zone. Yeah. You know, I can only be as committal in business. But anyway, yeah. because it's Mental Health Awareness Month, I think yes. it's important that, you know, we, we milk this shit as long as possible. Because yes. it's certainly not talked about enough. Right. And um, we, I believe that if medication helps, great. But there's, there's, there's no much. time in my life unless you have a diagnosis that I'm ignorant about, which are many. I'm talking like schizophrenia, bipolar disorder. I don't know about that, but I think that medication for life isn't always the way. I think that medication until you get better, medication with somebody that is monitoring you mm -hmm. and then weaning right. off because then you just stay on something and you can't move. I'm doing a lot with my hands right now mm -hmm. and I'm the only one it. in the I room you, that's you, Irish. You're, you're <laughs> Puerto Rican right now. I am, Puerto Rican, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, both of you, for coming and supporting, and thank then also being yes. willing to talk about it. Thanks for putting the event together. Yes. Yeah. And thank we'll do. You for sharing and we'll story. do another. And that's you know because somebody had asked on Facebook when we I was going to do the next one. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to do the next one, but like, what do you want? What do you want me to talk about? What do you want? You know, what should yeah. we discuss next? Mm -hmm. You know, I'll tell my story, but some people are going to get sick of hearing that story over and over again. Um, but I think that it's worth doing. So yes. hit us up on the DM and have a great day. Bye. Bye.